Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Did That Really Happen podcast. Again, this is a podcast where we have an opportunity to sit down with ministers and preachers of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and we get to talk about uh, maybe some of the more funnier things, the lighter things, the a different side to ministry that a lot of people don't get to see. Um, and maybe it's stories and things that happen that really just kind of make you scratch your head and think, did that really happen? There's no way. Uh, but certainly a lot of these things are, are, are true. They did happen. And today we have a special special guest with us. If you listened a couple of days ago on the Through Their Eyes podcast, you heard uh, Brother Jeff Archie talk about achieving a peaceful transition in local work. Um, and today we've got him back with us uh, to be on this podcast. So Brother Jeff, thanks so much for being with us today. Hey, good to be back with you guys. And I will assure you folks, what you will hear today, oh, you bet it really happened. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> right. I forgot to mention this, but as always, I'm your host, Caleb Rutherford, and I'm with me. I've got Michael Clark, and we're grateful that you're with us. Don't forget, you can find all of uh, our social me media links in our show notes below. As always, you can email us at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com, or you can shoot us a DM on any of those social media platforms. Um, and also, don't forget, as always, please leave us a rating or review on whatever platform it is that you're using, because that certainly helps grow our network and uh, certainly uh, enhances the exposure that we're going to be able to get uh, through our different shows that we have. So please do that if you have just a moment. Again, this is the Did That Really Happen podcast. Jeff, again, we're grateful that you're here. What you got for us today, brother? Well, you know, when you think about it, Proverbs 17, 22 tells us a merry heart does good. That's right. Medicine. <laughs> Proverbs 15, 33, a merry heart makes a cheerful countenance. Folks, I'm going to tell you, there are some things that really do happen and, and you just embrace them and enjoy the laughter. Right. Uh, let me know. say let me say this real quick. Jeff is one of the funniest people I know. And Michael, you you probably agree with this. I remember <laughs> <laughs> I remember um at polishing the pulpit. I think I actually think this may have been the last polishing the pulpit that we've had to date. It may have been at the end of uh, the end of twenty nineteen. Um, when polishing the pulpit, polishing. Oh, I remember it well. <laughs> right. <Another> right. <laughs> oh. Seems so long ago, doesn't it? If um, you'll allow me to say this, dumb old COVID. Uh, that's right. <laughs> that's exactly right. I'm, I'm telling you right now, brothers, when we come back in 2022, I've kind of kept this quiet, but I'm going to let it roll now. I'm going to take a mask and I'm going to put one in around the microphone on that pulpit <laughs> and I'm going to stretch that mask out. I'm going to take a pair of scissors and cut it right down the middle. And that's going to be our official ribbon cutting <laughs> for polishing the pulpit. 2022. Plus, we need the tax dollars in Tennessee. <laughs> that's right. Have that's, some things happen, man. That's right. Anyway, you heard it. Back to what you were saying. <laughs> you heard I, it here first. That, uh, that night. <laughs> no doubt. But yeah, it was the, I want to say it, PTP ends on Wednesday night, correct? I well, officially on Thursday, Thursday morning, morning but Wednesday night, we had that one session. Right. There was that session with you, and yeah. it was Brother Dan Winkler, Brother Clark Sims, and somebody else was up there with y'all. Um, there was Furman Carpenter right. and Larry Acuff. Okay, that's right. And y'all just, man, y'all had a good old time up there, didn't you? Oh, we did. I tell <laughs> you, Furman Carpenter, Furman puts me in the floor. <laughs> and Larry Acuff, the way uh -huh. he tells things, and, and uh, of course, Clark and his stories, and Dan. We, we had a wonderful time that night. And Alan just wanted to kind of, and Alan and the other directors wanted to put together just an hour yeah. of things that uh, happened. And Matter of fact, maybe one or two of them I'll even share today for those that did not hear them at that time. But uh, but it was an enjoyable time, and, and we'll have a good time today, folks. We want you to smile. 
want you to enjoy this. We want you to download this thing, folks. <laughs> Hold on and get ready for the ride. That's right. When I'm around Caleb Rutherford and Michael Clark and they're around me, you can't help but to laugh. <laughs> I don't know if they're laughing at us or with us, but I guess we'll let them decide. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it. Any way right. we can get it. We'll That's exactly it. right. <laughs> you know, so, well, one story I told that night, I've told this thing fast. I've told it slow. I've told it over on Nashville radio. I have shared this. And again, yes, it really did happen. It was on the edge of Nashville, Tennessee, Lebanon, to be exact. And I state that because around Nashville, everybody knows country music. It's the country music capital of the world. We can recognize a song when the music starts. I mean, we know the song. Doing a wedding outside of Lebanon, Tennessee, outside of Nashville, Lebanon, Tennessee, Maple Hill Church of Christ facility, couple getting married. And like a lot of couples, when they go to light the unity candle or they go to uh, mix the sand together, that seems to be something popular nowadays or winding the rope together. I've seen that done. It's that moment that sometimes they want a song during that moment. Now, there's nothing wrong with that, but what you don't want to do is let the song keep playing after you're done and everybody's sitting there and you're staring at one another. And so I try to encourage couples to blend and move at a proper time to where it blends nice. Well, it went over great. The guy did the song by George Strait from that movie, Pure Country. Mm. Uh, I cross my heart and promise to give all I've got to give to make all your dreams come true. He did a great job with it. And when he finished it, they had timed the, the lighting of the unity candle perfectly. They came back to the spot, and I start to end. Or as much as Michael and Lori have exchanged vows, et cetera, well, the old boy forgot to cut the karaoke box off, and the next song started. <laughs> Fellas, if I'm lying, I'm dying, and it really did happen. It was all my exes living in Texas, <laughs> right in the middle of a wedding. And I mean, the roof came off oh. the place, much like it came off this event center when I told it in Sevierville that time to oh. pulpit, but it truly happened. And when I told that on Nashville radio, I told it, on the Jerry House show, which at the time, he was the top morning DJ in Nashville on OWSIX FM. When I told that, he lost it. His host lost it. And if you get those guys to lose it, you know you've done something. And the very song he played on his broadcast, <laughs> in Texas. So I made a little bit of money for George Strait that day, too. There you go. Uh, I tell you, I, I, I love weddings. I do. I enjoy weddings, and, and I enjoy planning weddings with couples. I do. I, I've heard some preachers say, man, they, they, they're not crazy about weddings. I enjoy them. I love to sit down with couples. And I had a, a young man come to me once. He was about five years old, and uh, he came into my office, and he sat down, and uh, his name was Bradley. Bradley is now a sailor in the U.S. Navy and a beloved friend of mine. And uh, Bradley came in and he sat down on my uh, on the on the little couch love seat there in my office and he said, "Mr. Jeff, I want to marry Leah." And I said, "Well, Bradley, I think that's wonderful." Now Leah was another little girl there who is now, you know, grown in, you know, college and working doing other things now. And I said, "Bradley, I think that is wonderful." I said, uh, now, here's what I want you to do. I want you and Leah to date for one year. 
and then come back and we'll talk. And he got the funniest look on his face. And there was that moment of silence that feels like it's, you know, it's only a few seconds, but it feels like that ultimate minute. And he looked at me and he said, a whole year. (laughs) And I said, "Uh uh-huh. He just got up quietly and walked out of my office. And uh, neither he nor Leah are married now. So, I mean, you know, I tried to advise him the best that I could, but uh, those children are special, man. They really are. No doubt. Yeah. Weddings are, uh, it's funny because, and my, and I don't know if you guys were like this, when Kaylin and I were were planning our wedding, that was probably like one of the most, maybe not as much for me, but I know for her, it's probably one of the most stressful times of her life, you know, trying to make it, um, exactly the way it needs to be the have being perfect and in that sense and then uh sometimes things just go awry and uh you know sometimes sometimes a life is good every now and again well it, it sure is and and you know and so weddings have those special moments i mentioned i mentioned little bradley there and and, and at the time there were several children his age of course now it's the years later they're growing up they're getting married on me uh or, you know, they're starting college or they're in college or working now. But turning back that clock, uh, they were a wonderful group of little children. And we called them, uh, when I labored at Eastside, we called them, and I think they still do it, call it the EGGS, E-G-G-S, Elementary Group Growing and Serving, little guys. Well, I got to looking during the week and noted that our pantry was a little low. And so I thought, hmm. So I talked to the, the leaders there of the EGGS with an idea to allow the children to bring a canned good each week for six weeks. Like one week, it would be green beans, Mm -hmm. one week baked beans, one week soup, you know, to help us kind of build up and to teach those children how to give and how this could grow. So I walk in there with the, uh, with the children and, uh, and I'm talking to them. And of course, you know, that's Mr. Jeff, that's the preacher, like, you know, Michael, there's Mr. Michael, you know, the, (laughs) You've got that good rapport with children. Caleb, I know you have it. Preachers do. You love it. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I explained to them now how this canned food was going to work to help the needy and explained everything. Well, little Emma, who's now 20 or 21 years old, little Emma raised her hand and she said, I'm going to bring two. All right. Now, you know where this is going to (laughs) go. Another one raised her hand and I'm going to bring Falwa. Another one raised her hand. I'm going to bring Ait. Another one raised her hand and said, I'm going to bring 20. <laughs> little Bradley, same little guy, raised his hand. And I thought, all right, I'm going to hear Bradley. Then I got to reel this back in. And Bradley said, um, we had a kitty that climbed up in a tree and, and, and he couldn't get down. And, uh, and, and daddy finally came home and, and, and we were able to get him down and, and he's okay. <laughs> well, I kind of paused there with that moment, you know, and I said, Bradley. I'm glad that little kid is fine and I'm glad he's okay. But Bradley, what does that have to do with collecting canned food for the needy? He said, nothing. I just thought I'd tell it. <laughs> so you got to love children, uh, man. Seems, yeah. Sounds like, uh, sounds like adult Bible classes sometimes, right? Comments go off the wall, right? <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. And, and you know, children are special but man, you got to embrace the aged generation. Uh, no doubt. Uh, you know, I remember I, I would visit a lot of the nursing facilities here and we'd have members that were there and, and stop by and try to catch them up on things. And, you know, if you visit someone in a nursing facility and thankful COVID 
restrictions are easing up and all, you know, catch them up on everything going on, you know, at the church. They probably get the bulletin and all, but, you know, they may ask you a lot of questions. Well, I was leaving a room one day and I was walking down the hall, uh, leaving, and there was a lady in the wheelchair that I'd never seen before. She looked at me and she kind of threw back in the wheelchair and kind of slapped her hands on her legs. And she looked at me and she smiled and she said, Sing the wondrous love of Jesus, sing his mercy and his grace. I thought, hmm, that's pretty good. So I knelt down beside her, and in the best Alan Jackson I could reach back and bring, <laughs> I looked at her and I said, In the mansions bright and blessed, he'll prepare for us a place. And she joined in, and we finished the song. When we finished, the staff applauded. <laughs> And it embarrassed me. I mean, I didn't do that for applause. I mean, I'm just singing to this sweet lady, hugged her and got up. And I told one of the girls, one of the girls looked at me and she said, that was pretty good. And I said, well, bless your heart. I said, I did what I could do. I said, kind of embarrassed me. I didn't do it for applause. She said, oh, you got to understand. The reason we applauded was that the first time she got all the words right. <laughs> so, oh, man, you love that staff. They're special <laughs> servants. I'm telling you, man, nurse facility folks are special people. Sure. And, uh, if you can say a hello and encourage them, man, they'll take it every time. Definitely. No doubt. You mentioned yeah. the uh, the wedding, my wedding, um, Paul, Paul Meacham third was mixing the audio tracks for us. And my grandparents walked down the aisle to, oh man, it was an Elvis Presley song. I can't remember the exact title of it now, but as they're walking down, Paul, I think, slipped and turned Elvis Presley into chipmunk mode. (laughs) And so all of a sudden, in very loud through the South Haven speakers, you hear... Alvin and the Chipmunks singing an Elvis Presley song. It's not such like, oh man, I love it off. I would so. love to have known that song. Uh, uh, you know, I, BJ and Tish. Of course, I'm thinking "Hunka Hunka Burning Love." Right, right that's now. what. That's the first song that came to my, <laughs> my mind. <laughs> you know, because I tell you, those two love each other, man. And uh, Rita was in yes. both BJ and Tish, and so she's known them a long time and. And uh, my and Michael would treasure your parents the same as yours, Caleb, as we've talked about. But uh, hey, Michael, can I ask you something? Absolutely. Would you like for me to tell one on your co-host? <laughs> sure. I, I, I'm going to tell something on Caleb Rutherford and finally tell how, how come I didn't get a say in this? Because <laughs> you, know, so, you invited me and you're out number two to one. Okay. Yeah, we have voted. <laughs> anyway, no, it's, it's funny. I was, um, Caleb and I were swapping texts. And Caleb, I think it might have been when, um, when you were a student at Memphis and Eastside supported mm. you. You and I stay in touch. How are yes, you doing? Because I would work a lot with the preacher students. And and uh, and so I'm going to do a meeting in Sevierville at the Sevierville, Tennessee Church of Christ. And at that time, Caleb's grandfather, Brother Rod Rutherford, whom I treasure and got to see uh, uh, Brother Rod and Sister Brenda uh, recently in Knoxville at the Southeast Institute uh, lectures and had a great visit with them. Yes, sir. So anyway, um, Caleb, um, I told Caleb, and we we're texting back and forth. And I said, uh, Caleb, you remember what I'm going to tell? You remember? Oh, this? I know it. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, te- we're, we're texting back and forth. And uh, 
And I said, oh, by the way, Caleb, I said, I'm going to be in Sevierville and we'll probably see your grandpa. You know, I thought maybe they would come over and visit one night. And Caleb said, hey, man, that's great. So tell him I said hello. Well, I thought I would have a little fun. So I texted back and I said, Caleb, I'm sorry. I just can't go around the brotherhood giving greetings on behalf of people. What's it worth to you? And he wrote back and he said, uh, how much are you going to charge? Now, remember, he's a student of the Memphis School of Preaching at the moment. And I said, 10 memory verses at Keith Mosier's discretion. <laughs> a few minutes go by, and a text pops up, and it says, ah, never mind. I'll just call him myself. <laughs> <laughs> we already had enough of those to deal with. I didn't want any more. Oh, no man. Kidding. I tell you, Keith, Keith Mosier is a beloved friend. Yeah. and. And, uh, and, you know, and you have fun with the, with, with, with brethren, uh, you know, you guys and, and everything. And then also to, uh, our, our aged brothers. I mean, they are precious. I remember one time it was out in shirts, Texas. It's been a number of years ago. And, uh, I don't know if you two have ever been out to shirts, Texas for the, um, well, what do they call it now? It used to be the Denton Lectures. and I think it moved it's the Shirts Lectures now, I think, isn't it? It's just the Shirts Lectures, I think. I think. So. You know, the Red, the red Book. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I treasure those Red Books. I, they are, those too. lecture books are some of the best commentaries you'll find. Right. And, uh, but anyway, I was invited to come out there and was honored to do so. Well, Brother Robert Taylor was there and Brother Keith Mosier. And so we're sitting there after lunch or something, and I'm sitting there just having a visit with Brother Taylor and Brother Mosher. And it was a nice visit. It was it was really good. And and the the fellowship hall is away from the church building. You have to go out back and kind of walk down a little path. It's got a little distance between it. So I'm walking back up, and a brother comes up and says, Hey man, I said I saw you talking with Brother Taylor and Brother Mosher. And that had to be something. <laughs> And I can't recall if he asked me, he said, if you don't mind, what were you guys discussing? And I smiled. I said, I was asking them how their youngins were doing. And uh, it kind of caught him because I went to school with Shara at Freed Hardman, who married Tim, Brother Taylor's son. Uh, I I knew of Phil and Rebecca through Renita's family at there in um, um, on my telehoma at Grundy Street. And then I went to school with both Mark Jr. Well, both Mark and Keith Jr. We were all at Freed together. Matter of fact, I remember when Mark and Becky started dating. And now they've been married for 30 plus years. And so it's a joy to just sit and to ju- just, just, just to chat with them. And, and, and I always encourage brothers, feel free to walk up and speak to a brother, you know, a brother Taylor or or any of the of the of the older brothers, the aged brothers, and I like to use the term aged because I think the scripture gives great reverence there, and and sit and visit with them, and, and uh, I mean I treasure any conversation with those beloved brothers. You know, I, I, I can remember calling Brother Cates one day, and uh, uh, there was a lecture that he had done, and I was looking for some source material. And uh, he got on the phone and, oh, Brother Archie, how are you doing? How's your heart going over there? And all, and I told him I was looking for some material on the 70 weeks of Daniel. He said, Brother Archie said, that was, that was Brother Turner. 
said, wait a minute, let me lay the phone down. I've got to reach for a book, and I'll tell you where you can find that. Hold on a minute. Well, I'm listening to the background, and I hear something, and and I hear Brother Cage. Well, hello, Brother Elkins. Come on in. Uh, Brother Archie is on the phone. Say hello to Brother Archie while I look up this book. And then I hear that gentle, smooth voice. Hello, Brother Archie. How are you doing? Uh, Well, Brother Elkins, what in the world are you doing? Oh, I was just passing through. And uh, just, you know, you treasure those moments. Sure. Uh, You know, Tom Holland was a beloved friend, and I miss him. I, uh, I told someone if Brother Holland would have known of my work with IGH, I could have heard it. Jeff, man. That work is made for you. Oh, you're going to do fine. I can hear him now. I want to turn back the clock. I did not see this. I heard this. And um, and Brother Holland told me, he said, Jeff, I don't remember it specifically, but I wouldn't doubt that I did it. When Brother Holland taught at Lipscomb, he would begin every class with a prayer. And uh, and what he would do is he would uh, he'd lead a song a verse of a song, and he'd call on one of us to stand and lead prayer, and then he would start class. And uh, so that was his custom, and uh, he led a song. And when Brother Holland would ask you to lead prayer, and, and, and folks can't see me do this, of course, but Brother Holland would lay his hands, lay a hand down on the podium, one hand on top of his hand, and he would lay his head on his hands, you know, bowing. And, um, and so anyway... Uh, had the song, had the prayer, and then Brother Holland began class. Well, there was one old boy that he must have just had a long night of studying or something, but he had fallen asleep. And the guy sitting next to him elbowed him. He said, hey, 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 Brother Holland just called on you to lead prayer. So as Brother Holland started to teach, this old boy just popped straight up out of his chair and said, let us pray. Brother Holland just bowed his head like he always did, and the guy led the prayer. Then afterward, Brother Holland said something. Brother, I, I think one prayer would be sufficient, but I do appreciate the, the the prayer there. And, of course, the old boy knew he'd been had. Uh, but it was one of the funniest things in McFarland Hall. Now, McFarland Hall at Lipscomb is you'd walk in, and you would walk in like straight to the podium, but the chairs went upward. It was like a small amphitheater. It was an awesome place for a class. And uh, so uh, I treasure that with Brother Holland and those good older brethren. And just it's just fun to share these things today. And uh, But anyway, so uh, brothers, I've got one more left. I figured if we leave them laughing and leave them wanting more, it'll be happy. Let me tell you a PTP story that came my way. One of the teachers is teaching. And uh, the uh, I think probably the first or second grade there, and you know you got the cream of the crop. You've got some special kids in those children's classes, polishing the pulpit. That's one of the best moves that we'd ever made. Those children learn a lot. And uh, the teacher was sharing with me. Said little boy said, "Um, I have two older sisters. And the teacher looked at him and said, "Wow, does it get crazy having two older sisters and no brothers?" And the boy looked at her and said, well, I think you should ask them if it gets crazy having a younger brother. That's <laughs> pretty sure our kid. I like that. So, uh, brothers, things do happen. You embrace them and, and, and you treasure your time with the older folks. You treasure your time with the younger folks. Wendell Winkler put it best. He said, if you love the older people and you treat the children gracious, you can stay at a work a long time. <laughs> 
and there's much truth into that. So it's just good to come together and talk about these things today. Well, hey, Caleb, do you want to hear a story about our guest? Oh, absolutely. All right, Jeff, you're outvoted. Um, Go for it, man. So years ago, one of the first first youth days I ever was privileged to do was at Eastside. And Jeff called me and asked if I'd come up and do a lesson on children and their parents and discussion of how parents and children have to be respected as far as that relationship goes. And so I am not a preacher just yet. I had a couple of lessons I was doing and so I, uh, I didn't have any fancy PowerPoints or anything like that. And I was, I think I asked Jeff something along the lines of, will PowerPoint be needed? And he said, I don't think that's really going to be an issue. And so I get there and Brother Robert Hatfield was the main speaker of that youth day. And Robert Hatfield is very proficient in PowerPoint. Mm-hmm. Um, if you know him, you know that that's true. And so much to my horror, I'm sitting there with no PowerPoint. I'm not a gospel preacher yet, so I don't really have a good amount of training. And I'm watching this man in front of me doing things called myth. The theme was myth busters. And so he would have a myth and he would bust Mm -hmm. it. And when he would say that myth has been busted, he'd press a button and literally a hammer would come down in the PowerPoint and destroy the myth and smatter, you know, shatter it into a million pieces. (laughs) Oh yeah. And I remember going up to Jeff and saying, Great. Now what? You know, now I got to preach with nothing and all these kids are going to be in here thinking this guy's boring. And so I I still to this day get all over Robert Hatfield for that. I say, you upstaged me, man. That wasn't cool. And uh, but in truth, that was it was a good day. And I really I really appreciate Jeff for giving me that opportunity. Um, We all start somewhere. And some of these did that really happen stories are are funny. And some of them really, you know, they, they get us to a point where it kind of helps shape what we can be as ministers. And I think some of the stuff Jeff's talked about today is, has done some of that. And um, I'm thankful that Jeff was on for both programs and hopefully we can have him on again. And for those that don't recognize his voice, uh, Jeff's been the, the intro and outro guy for our scattered abroad podcast that we have, and you might recognize his voice from that. And so we're grateful for all that he's done. He's been incredibly helpful in our launch and in getting up off the ground. And so, uh, as I throw it to Caleb for his final comments, I just wanted to make sure to say that I really appreciate you, Jeff, and I wish we could have done this in person, but maybe next time. Sounds good. Well, I'll tell you, Michael, it's been enjoyable. And listen, Polishing the Pulpit 2022, Scattered Abroad needs a booth. That's scattered right. Abroad needs a place to where you can do some of these live. You get yep. your pick of the people there. Yep. So, yep. Uh, so, hey, maybe we can make that happen, and I look forward to that. Definitely. Yeah, we have it. we have plans for, for booths at uh, as many lectureships as we can go to. Um, but, yeah, Jeff, we're so grateful that you uh, decided to give us some of your time uh, to be on the programs uh, this week, uh, both a couple of days ago on the Through Their Eyes podcast and then also yeah. on the Did That Really Happen podcast. We're grateful uh, for your time and appreciate the things you had to tell us today and uh, a couple of days ago. Well, enjoyed it, guys, and continue to good, continue the good work at Scattered Abroad Network. And you're doing an awesome job. Delighted to be a part of it with you in any way possible. 
Uh, you guys take care. God bless, and to God be the glory in all that you do. Absolutely. Well, we're grateful for you uh, to our listeners. Thank you so much for being with us today for this particular podcast. As always, um, all of our social media is in our show notes below. Email address, you can find it there. Also, give us a rating or review if you can. Um, and again, we're just grateful that you're with us. Um, next week is our last week of our summer content. Um, we have just uh, just a couple of episodes left, one more. Uh, for the Through Their Eyes podcast, brother Alan Webster uh, will be with us for our very last episode of that. And then the next Thursday, a week from today, we have a very special Did That Really Happen podcast. We're going to have a, a couple of guys on and uh, maybe a couple different ways we're going to do that. Just uh, just some things we're going to try to hash out by then, um, but be ready and on the lookout for that. Something special is coming and hopefully it'll be enjoyable to you. But for now and until next week, thank you again so much for being with us and may God bless you. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms, and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.